Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Jessica Velasquez, an interior designer living in Canada who specializes in helping first-time homeowners decorate their homes all on a budget, wouldn't you know? (laughs) If you missed yesterday's conversation, go back and take a listen. It is episode number 184. All right, enjoy the rest of the conversation. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is. But our culture has shifted, and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget. Like ramen eating, goodwill shopping budget. And I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style. Where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Okay, so I have a couple more questions for you. So let's go back to this idea of all these visual inspiring places and how they inspire us, Pinterest and Instagram and HGTV and all that. I think there's a lot of Pinterest paralysis or like Instagram comparisonitis, you know, any of those things that kind of help keeping us stuck. And we talked a little bit about it a little bit um, ago, but I, I'm just curious if you would have any strategies for these moms who are just stuck scrolling and pinning on Pinterest or scrolling on Instagram or, you know, getting all the ideas, getting them, but staying stuck. Do you have yeah. any encouraging words for them? First of all, I like your terms, <laughs> Pinterest paralysis <laughs> and Instagram. How do you call it? Com- comparisonitis. Comparisonitis. I love them. Um, yes, I, you said something very insightful at the beginning. You said that now that we have Pinterest and Instagram, we see all the ideas and things that, you know, we can do that probably if you didn't buy magazines before, you probably would not even consider. So that reminds me that all these social media platforms, search engines, all of these are like a double-edged sword. Yeah. They provide so many ideas that even designers go to. I don't think there's a designer that would say, oh, I don't look at what other people do. I think we all do. We all look at what other designers are doing. We look at magazines online because it opens our world of opportunities. And, you know, as designers and, you know, your regular homeowner, they would say, oh, I didn't think about that. And and it makes us um, come up with our own ideas and even validate the ones we have. So that's the good aspect of all these platforms. But yes, it can then that the other side of that sword is that that um, comparisonitis that, oh, they did all this, and it looks so beautiful. And now I wish I could do this. And it keeps us small, because we're thinking, I can't do this. I don't have the money. Let's go back to the beliefs. Mm-hmm. I have children. This is not my home. Keeps us there. And I always tell my clients, you know, Pinterest will not create your home. 
That's, that's <laughs> what I tell my students too. Pinterest will not create your home. Planning will. Yes. So what I tell them is just use these, let, let's focus on Pinterest. Uh, use Pinterest or your saving of photos that you like to inspire you, but also to define what you like and you don't like. I call it pinning with a purpose. Yes. Where you actually go and you start pinning, looking for that, I'm going to say this word again, looking for that self-awareness. Okay, I love this photo, but why? Right. Why is it that you like it? Is it the amount of blue? Or is it that it has a lot of texture? Or is it that it's... Is it the lamp? What, because you and I can look at the same photo and I bet we will look at the two different things that we love. Right. People like, oh, I love it because of the cabinet. And I may say, I love it because of the rug. So I think everybody needs to pin with a purpose and identify what is it that I like about this photo? What is the mood, the feel that I'm getting from it and why? Yes. Once you start doing that, that work, then you are able to then identify what your style is and now you're pinning with a purpose right now you're being proactive and being intentional because once you have those elements is what i call your unique design code once you have that code cracked mm -hmm. you can go okay i'm going to implement it in my own home yes and and not only that so here you're talking about all these things that you want to buy and and want to do so i i tell my students you got to answer yes you need a yes for all these four questions. Um, what you're buying or what you want to do, does it solve the obstacles you've identified in your home, which goes back to what we talked about? Does it fit your space? You know, it's just yeah. a very common one. <laughs> does it match your style, that unique design code that I just talked about? And does it support your lifestyle? Yes. If you're able to answer yes to all of these four questions, go ahead. I would probably add, how about your budget? But right, right. but if you have an unlimited budget, then go to answer those four first and then go shopping. Then go ahead and 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 go to the store. But if but in the meantime, I think that we have to do a lot more planning than just pinning. Right. Pinning is good. Pinning will inspire you. But we have to, to pin with a purpose and, and make sure that we're not stuck. It's our beliefs that can get us stuck. Even if you feel I have children, I can't do anything, then why not pinning, you know, or looking for pins that talk about, you know, rooms with children. But it's, it's just, it's that purpose, it's that intention that right. I think will eventually get us to, to, to feeling confident about decisions. Right, exactly. And I loved so much about what you just said. I didn't want to interrupt, but I might forget a thing or two. But one of the things that you mentioned is very similar to how I approach with my clients. And that is, we've got some work to do. I want, I'm not looking for the style, but that is the word that they use. I'm looking for your aesthetic. And that is as unique to John as it is to Susie, as it is, like it is so personal. And it can be as little as I like canvas art or I like fringy textiles, right? Mm -hmm. It is just so different for everyone. Yes. And the thing that I love about this is that, you know, before we even begin to think about purchasing, this will help you. Like when you go to browse Target, I don't know if you have Target in Calgary. Not anymore. You, yeah. <laughs> sad. It is sad. <laughs> 
But if you, whatever your home store is that you love going to, that your clients love going to, and they purchase and return, purchase and return. Once you know your, what did you call it? Unique design code. Yes. Once you can break that code, it makes making those decisions so much easier and quicker and you save time and you save money, which. Yes. And frustration. Yes. Yeah. I, I always tell my students also that there's, there's a cycle of home ownership. You start by thinking, you know, oh, those any limiting beliefs that you want to put in. Let, let's say I'm not good at decorating and you're stuck in that space. You know, one or two years may pass and then you you have what I call the unfinished home syndrome. Your home looks like ugh, it's not inspiring. Like, I don't like it. What do I do? And then you then you make some choices that are not planned. Then you bring that home and it either didn't fit, doesn't go well with what you have, doesn't go well with what you thought because it looked really good in the store right. or in the Instagram post, but it doesn't look good at your home. And then you or the, this person reaffirms the negative belief. See, I yes. knew I wasn't good at decorating. Right. And it's a silk a cycle that needs to be broken and it can be broken when we do what we're talking about that that self-awareness that planning that purposely or intentionally looking for things that fit in you know i'm identifying my unique design code i'm identifying what doesn't work in my home and what's going to fix that and not just oh what a beautiful area rug i'm going to bring it home right right exactly because it does need to answer all of those yeses i love that and i know because i've been looking at at your um, website and your courses that you offer and things like that. And so I know the project map, you, and that's what I call it, a project map. You call it something different. What do you call the project? It's a threefold design map. Okay, threefold design map. Can you just tell my listeners what that is? For sure. Um, so I call it threefold because I'm gonna answer this question in two parts. One is the threefold and the other one is design map. The threefold because I have three design pillars which are clarity, it's a lot of what we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Vision, if you have a vision of where you wanna go, your decisions, if you, if you have that end result before you start buying anything, your purchases will align with that vision. Yeah. But sometimes we start buying and start creating what we want based on that one thing we purchased. Right. So that one- We have the whole idea in our minds. Exactly, yeah, that first decision becomes a constraint instead of an add-on to your vision. Right. The last pillar is planning, because if we plan accordingly, I'm, I'm a lot about budget, Danny. I, I believe, and especially because I work a lot with first-time homeowners and their budget is limited. And, I, and I, I'm a firm believer to stay on budget, even if it's as little as 500 mm -hmm. or as big as 15,000 or more for some people. But if that's what you have, that is what you have. Right. So you just have to plan how to use that money. But a lot of people will purchase something first and then realize, oh, now I don't have enough for X, Y, and Z, which might have been more important than the yeah. first thing you bought. So, right. so it's um, clarity, vision, and planning. Those are the three pillars. Then there's another, there's two more sets of three, the three departure points, which is kind of helps you get started, what inspires you. What is your ideal budget and what mood you want to achieve when you walk into this, this room? And then your three design targets, which are, you know, you want to create rooms that are cohesive, 
rooms that are personal, personal to you, yeah. and rooms that are evergreen, that are not going to expire when the next trend comes <laughs> or the next color of the year, right? Right, right. So that's why it's a threefold map. And it's a map because I, I compare it a lot to going on a trip. If, if I were to tell you, Danny, I want you to come with me on a trip, what's the first thing you're going to ask me? Where are we going? Exactly. And then yeah. I would say, well, I'm, I don't want to tell you yet. It's a surprise. And then you would ask something like, how much does uh, it cost? <laughs> yes. You no, know, don't worry. I'm paying for it. And you okay, I need to pack. And then you probably, going to, yes. What am I going to pack? And based on what I, what activities I'm, you're going to know what to pack. But what if I say, uh, no, I, I don't, we don't know what we're doing yet. Just pack something. It's completely unrealistic. You don't know where you're going for how long or what you're going to do. Or even if you have to get some pack snow gear and we're headed to Hawaii. Exactly. Exactly. So let's transfer that. We've all been there. We've all planned vacations. I want to say most of us. We've all planned vacations. So we know the process. Let's transfer that process and create that, that map in our homes. Let's not go purchasing things. If we don't know how we want this home to look like, if we don't know how much money we have to spend, if we don't even know if that's what's going to solve my frustrations. So once we create that map, then then we can start shopping. We just want to do it backwards. But I I am firm believer that if we have a map before we start shopping, we're going to save, like you said, money, time and frustrations. Right. Right. I think. Um, one of the buzzwords that's been on the scene for the last couple of years that people can relate to is this idea of reverse engineering, which is exactly yes. what you just described. You know Absolutely. where it is you're going. And so how do we get there? Yeah. One thing that, that I do something very similar, I call it a project map, but we combine the biggest impact. What is the biggest impact change Beautiful. that can be made to get you to that end goal? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's not a whole lot. It oftentimes it really isn't, but if you go and buy that rug first, like you just mentioned, or if you go and buy that one thing that actually it can become a hiccup and a stumbling block and a roadblock to getting to the end goal. Absolutely. I think when you, before you start buying for your clients, you know, you want to know you as a designer will never buy the first thing you see, right? You know, you, you probably, you will have that complete vision okay this this is what I want for them you get approvals then you go shopping but you have a complete vision so again it's it's the fact that if this is how we you know professional designers decorators do it this is what homeowners should be doing with themselves and for themselves right so I I really want to focus and drive that point across because not everybody will hire a professional Right. And so do that for yourself. Yeah. Go go to that place where you, you have clarity, you have the end result in mind, and you're planning accordingly before you even hit purchase. <laughs> even if you have to leave everything in your cart, you know, that's okay. Right, right. But just, just get to that first and then pay. Exactly, exactly. And let's just talk about one more thing. You don't know this question is coming, but you know, designers don't have to cost a lot. They just don't. And I looked at your price point, your packages, and they're very much in alignment with what I have. And, you know, to know that like, oh my gosh, these answers are 
they're really very affordable. And this help is really very affordable. What would you say to, to the person who's saying, oh, maybe I can hire someone. What would you say to them to find the right designer for them? Because I know that I'm not going to be for everyone. I know that you're probably not going to be for everyone. And we probably had our doozies of clients <laughs> that we could have a whole other show to talk about. But what would you say to encourage them to find the program or the, the designer that might fit them? Psst, friend, it's me, Danny. Hey, I know that the kids are gone. They're back in school and you have a little bit more time on your hands. Do you want to hang out? Do you want to talk about all things home decorating? How to learn to create a cozy, cohesive looking home? And do you want to learn how to do it on a budget? Yeah, because you don't have to spend a whole lot of money doing this. <laughs> if you want the secrets for how to create a strong foundation so that you can be delighted every time you walk room to room in your home, every time you go from the dining room to the living room to the kitchen to make that, that five-course gourmet meal for your family again, Okay, who are we kidding? <laughs> we don't have time for that. To make the macaroni and cheese before we go off to practice. If you want to learn how to create a home that you love, that you delight in, that feels like a respite from the world outside, I want to teach you. Come hang out with me for two days in September, September 25th and 26th. While the kids are away at school, we get to have a grown-up conversation. The workshop is happening live at 9 a.m. Pacific time. And don't worry, if you can't make it or if you make it late, not a biggie. I'll still send you the replay so that we can continue hanging out. So come register to hang out with me in the live workshop, the Cozy Home Workshop, September 25th and 26th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. You can go to bit.ly forward slash Cozy Home Workshop. I'll see you there. I would say ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Have that conversation first. Um, I think sometimes when we have a service provider that doesn't quite meet our expectations is because the expectations were not set right from the beginning. Right. And as clients, we need to know how much we're willing to do. And the, the provider needs to also lay it out clearly what they're going to do. But when that communication doesn't happen, when that communication is not clear, problems can happen. Yeah. I would say, um, and, and this I'm going to speak from my own experience. I had a client who had a very um, had a very low budget, and I I stick to my client's budget. And if they tell me, you know, I have a very small amount, I work with that amount. So I would say, number one, be honest with yourself and with the prospective designer, and do tell them, this is how much I want to spend. This is my ideal budget. Sometimes clients are afraid that the provider, the designer, the contractor will just go to town with that money. Right. And they're afraid to disclose the full amount. That's very valid. They, you know, we're all afraid. And sometimes we're also afraid to disclose a very small amount and, and think, oh, they're going to laugh at me. Right. <laughs> right? But we got to be very honest. That's the first thing. Be honest with whoever you're interviewing and tell them, this is how much I have. The designer will have to say, you know, that you won't be able to do much or this is awesome or whatever but that honesty it has to be there first don't tell your designer just surprise me yeah <laughs> this is this is from experience i did have a client that said oh just surprise me and i i didn't like you know 
the, the surprise, but I, at least I kept all my notes. I would send her photos and at the end she said, just surprise me. She wasn't surprised. She wasn't pleasantly surprised. She actually asked to, to change things and I had to return others. Yeah. We, we designers, we're not mind readers. Right. We can't really read what you're in your mind, what you have in your mind. I actually tell them, you know, create a Pinterest board, share mm -hmm. that with your prospective designer. And, right. and, and that designer can tell you, you know, I don't think I can do what you have in mind. Or maybe maybe they can and it's completely aligned, but right. it starts with communication. So disclose your, your ideal amount. You may want to spend less or more, but everybody has an ideal amount in mind. Yeah create Pinterest board or show them this is what I have in this is what I like, right? And then don't tell them surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that communication uh, channel open because um, I think it is it is very much um, about communication, we we become part of your home life yes. for some time. And we're going to ask you questions that some may be very, you know, uh, deep, like, do you like spending time with your kids here or do you how do you watch tv how do you get dressed you know right, right. things like that it might be maybe some people will feel uncomfortable what do you mean how i got dressed yeah. <laughs> but, you know we're gonna be in your life for a right. period of time so you have to have a good relationship so definitely first of all get rid of the belief that i can't afford it right. and second be intentional and yeah. do those things yeah do you have any any other ones that you would oh, recommend? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked. One thing I would add to that is um, make sure that you are in understanding that the the designer you're hiring doesn't live there. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, you know, there are times when I've had a client who might say, "Oh, I like this," but I see that this is what your home looks like. Well, that's great. Uh -huh. If I'm doing my job, I am actually working for you. And I will tell you if I can't marry whatever style you're going for. But having that visual um, idea first, whether it's a magazine or Pinterest board, which is, I use that too, that is helpful. But I'm not designing for me. So that's why we ask you questions like, where do you get dressed? <laughs> you know, what yeah. do you use the space for? And what do you want to use a space for? So making sure exactly. they and so I'm not living there. And some questions. And some questions are not easy to answer because sometimes we don't even think about that, right? Yeah. We just take it for granted. What do you mean? Like I get dressed how everybody else gets dressed. Yeah. Uh, no, no. I know some people like getting dressed in the bathroom and right. some people like getting dressed in, you know, in the bedroom or if you have a larger closet. I mean, we can go on and on by talking about the difference, the different ways we use our spaces right. from people who love cooking by themselves, people who like kids, who have kids that want to be involved, people who love looking at recipes and experimenting or hosting. I mean, we could go on and on, but yes, we don't live in our client spaces and, and th that communication is key. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, wonderful. Well, Jessica, tell, um, tell the listeners how they might be able to connect with you. How, if they wanted to work with you and they felt that vibe, how, how would they do that? Very good. Uh, thanks for asking that. I'm very active on Instagram. I, I, I like having fun on Instagram. <laughs> I'm all about the reels. And so you can find me on Inst sorry, interiors underscore by underscore Jessica interiors by Jessica. 
not as much on Facebook, but you can also find me there um, if you look for designer Jessica Velasquez. But I, that's one of my favorite things to do, which is teaching and, and just empowering people on how to do these things on their own. Fantastic. And that's why I think we are cut from the same cloth because empowering these women is so important and yeah. not frivolous when you come to think about it. Like you are doing such an amazing work when you are raising a family or just going out into the world, but having a home that sustains you and lights you up and refreshes you for when you do go out into the world. And yeah. amen to be, that. Yeah. We may not be saving lives, but we are enriching them. And so that is wonderful. Thank well, you. thank you so much, Jessica, for joining me today in this conversation. Thank you. It was lovely. It was lovely to, to connect in so many different aspects. Like, like I mentioned, when something is true, it's going to resonate. Absolutely. Regardless if we're in different countries or different professions, what we just talked today, it's true across the map. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.